0: dot t-o-t-t-a-z.com. Now sit back, grab a tasty beverage, and enjoy Brian and I as we progress further down the trails. Left foot, right foot. Can you hear me now? I have you. Good. Yes. Uh, yeah, so well, I guess we're going back to... Uh, the thing is, is we go right to recording on this too. There's no like... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. there's no, there's no foreplay. No, so, so for the audience <laughs> out there, we apologize. We're getting right into this. We we had a little bit of a difficulty with the with the cameras, so we're just going back to our old school anchor recording ways. Going old school. Yeah, back in the days of your. because I'm, old... <laughs> I'm an old fool who's so cool. Uh, nah, it's. This works. So yeah, I was I showed you the the beer that I was drinking. So uh, yeah, I finished finished the the last two or three loggers last night, and oh okay, I have two uh, two uh, trogs that are left that I'll I'm sure I'll finish today. So well, I mean, but listen, what's that? A month and a half that lasted. That that's a hell of a run. That's a hell yeah. of a run. That's that's good. Good job. I'm I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Tech. I mean, technically, we also have. I think, Robin has three or four evil genius in there too. But oh, okay, I tried to take a sip of one last night when I was grilling because it was like a pineapple hefeweizen, and I'm like, I I, I can't do it. I can't. It's I can't do still. It. Even even being hot and yeah, <laughs> still not that good. No, I mean, I'm sure it's a good beer. It's not terrible, but I just, I'm not, I'm not a hefeweizen guy, man. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. Huh, interesting. So cottage cheese and hefeweizen. Well, no, 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 no. There's, there's... And blue cheese. No, no, I like blue cheese. No, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Okay, I don't know. Somebody else might be blue cheese then. But yeah, Taylor Swift is a no. You're, yeah. think, you're thinking ranch ranch that's it that's it yeah so yeah so if i i would drink a half of eyes if it was like the only thing there to drink but okay i won't listen to taylor swift i won't won't eat cottage cheese and i won't eat ranch i mean there's no i'm not even gonna do it okay okay so it's not that that level there so taking taking a sip and putting it down during grilling like that's pretty strong that's a strong statement though but okay
1: yeah, it's but good, to say, know where you,
0: good to know where you stand. Say if I, you know, was jonesing for a beer and I was out grilling and I opened up the fridge and it was the difference between, okay, I have to drink this pineapple Hefeweizen or get my ass into a car and go get beer at seven o'clock at night. I'm just like, eh, I'll just drink this. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. I got a few of those in the fridge right now. Actually, yeah. the Trojans, uh, they screwed the variety pack up with a raspberry. Um deal in there and uh, uh, it's the same thing it's like yeah i'll 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 drink it on a hot day and stuff but i'm not really looking forward to going to the fridge just for a raspberry so didn't you have that when we were up there in june yeah Yeah, there's still there's there's still a raspberry in there (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) well robin was mentioning last week about this uh it's like a 15 pack of uh four peaks out here uh-huh and there's again there's this one called wow which is another half of hefeweizen she likes the she likes those those hefeweizen beer those wheat beers Yeah, so yep there was like three of those and then there was three hop knots which i like and then there's like well i guess there would be nine others in there that i'm like ah, i don't know i'm not gonna like kilt lifter is in there which is an okay beer but You know, I would rather go get the stone variety pack that they have with like the IPAs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a good, it's like, it's like the old records and CDs. It's good from the start to the finish. You know, you can listen all the way through it. You can drink all the way through it and not have any issues. Speaking of what is it that you have in hand? I've got, well, you mentioned uh, Sam Adams with the Oktoberfest coming out, and I did see that. I almost grabbed a six-pack of it, but I went um, right next door to the Sam Adams uh, Wicked Hazy. Okay. Um, So, it's a juicy New England IPA. So, it's good. It's good. Still, I'm still kind of more in that hazy kind of summertime, just trying to hold on to summer here. So, but I'm not, I'm not. Mad at the cooler temps for fall coming up. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually breaking here. Um, today is probably the last day, or yesterday. It's, I don't even know if it hit 100 today. I think yesterday was going to be the last, <laughs> okay. like, a, 105 yesterday, and then – high tomorrow was like 85 and then it's gonna i i went to the extended forecast and there was no triple digits uh for at least the next 10 to 15 days nice let's take it yeah fall fall time's coming then in yeah. the desert yeah so i was uh you talk about like the the cool obviously it's not cool yet but uh one thing i started enjoying is an ice cold dos equis um Ooh yeah! So there's this new place that just opened up, probably like in January, or February, and one of the one of the guys that you met from soccer, a good friend of ours. Um, it was like his; he found the place. So we've been going there, and, and once, once, once every other week or something like that. And they're they every their taps are ice cold. The beers are ice cold when they come out, and they put them in frost of course, frosted pint glasses. But if like yeah, it, I haven't gotten a bottle there. But if you get a bottle, like a with a bottle of Corona or Bud Light or whatever it is that they have there, it. Brian, they pull it out of the cooler and it's like ice. It's the bottles all oh, frozen oh, yeah. over. I mean, it's ice cold. So, yeah. I uh, I went out there. I, he, he texted me on Friday and said, hey, listen, you want to go get a, he had a tough week last week. He's like, you want to go grab a beer on Saturday afternoon? I'm like, yeah, let's let's get together. So we met there and I was just there for like a couple beers and then I was going to grab food to bring it home for the girls. Long story short, you know, it was ice cold. It wasn't even, they ran out of Dos Equis. They had Pacifico. Ice cold. Uh-huh. And I was there for an hour and I had like I pounded down like five or six of them because they were just uh-huh. it was like drinking water it was ice cold it was i'm like oh these are fantastic i was gonna say if you in the desert and you want to sell beer make it ice cold
1: <laughs> and it's
0: gonna flow it'll flow like water dude i'm telling you it was i mean <laughs> yeah. uh, they're they're known for their ice cold beer tacos and wow. and wings that's that's their it's called the uh, it's called leghorns um that sounds that sounds awesome right you, now so you remember you remember foghorn leghorn yeah the big yeah. the big uh chicken or whatever you from the you know bugs bunny that the, the... looney tunes and shit like that yeah yeah so it's a biker bar right so the guy the, the owner of it's a big biker dude and they're all a bunch of bikers that come really really great people but it's for I haven't had the opportunity I met him once I haven't had the opportunity to ask him about I'm assuming he's got this thing for leg foghorn leghorn and throughout the bar and it's not a big bar it's kind of tiny um but on the wall he has all the a bunch of the quotes from foghorn leghorn throughout the years it's actually really cool oh that's funny <laughs> nice. yeah no that's a good uh that's a good business model right there that's that's how you do it in phoenix yeah well he's he's got a he I mean like i said i think it's been open since february january february and he's got a pretty good steady steady group of regulars that and now i've only been there three or four times but he's got a every time i'm in there the same group of people are usually in there yeah, the the regular crowd follows in yeah so hey leghorns you know i know you're not a sponsor but yeah yeah not a sponsor, but we're we're open. We're open yeah. for discussions. <laughs> so out of Phoenix, yeah. So I don't know what you want to talk about. Maybe it's just catching up because of the whole <laughs> live feed and all that stuff. But speaking of uh, speaking of podcasts, did you uh, did you hear about uh, Sherpa John? Yeah, I saw just on uh, like maybe Instagram the finale. Yeah, I started listening to it this morning, or this uh, today, and I guess it's going to be the last HPRS uh, podcast. I I think he mentioned he's shifting to, he's going to start another one, but apparently this is the last one. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to listen to it the rest of the day, yeah. Yeah, well... So technically, my uh my first job right now as a project manager is is happening here at uh, starts at ten p.m. It's a third shift, uh work crew, <laughs> going in. So, um, but I got to get out. I'm gonna meet them by five five thirty before at the end of the shift there. So, I got to drive into Durier and then Durier to Hazelton for seven a.m meet up with another crew so i figured i'd, I'd be putting that podcast on mm-hmm. on my uh early morning travels here so that was my game plan but yeah, i was curious to see get, see what see what chirpa john's gonna be up to here yeah because he hasn't he hasn't had a show in a, a, probably about a month or two um, mm-hmm. and I, he, he alluded to that too on his last show that he wasn't gonna he wasn't going to be putting anything out he had some thinking to do so i guess this is what what came out of it is uh is that he's he's shutting down this one i think he's going to start another one on a different type of different platform so we'll see what happens but yeah when yeah was, he's constantly constantly gears are shifting with, yeah. with him and uh hprs so i'm i'm always interested to see what direction we're going because i did notice he was uh putting trail um, crews together, not just for the Colorado trails, but also he's going to be starting up uh, trail work in Arkansas. Really? Where the, where he holds a razor back. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's talk about facilitating and logistics. It's one thing to be in Denver doing it in fair play, which is two hours away. But then when you're starting to collect volunteers and organize in you know, several states over, that's, that's impressive. So good for him now. I, I like, I like that direction. He's taken things with all that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's probably going to do the same with California too, with those other races. And then California. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's cool. It's very cool to see. to. Well, and you know, I met him when he was putting the very first ultra races together for fair play. So gosh, that was 2015 maybe, but um, it's been neat to watch just, you know, grassroots kind of company kind of make its way up. And, you know, he's, he's probably, you know, he, well, he raced all through COVID and all that and ended it well. So, I mean, we were part of that hundred mile race on silver heels, you know, technically during the, the worst summer ever for, for uh, race directors and stuff so it was, it's been cool to see yeah he pulled he pulled it off I mean I think <clears throat> I think he was ahead of the game you know I think he he was incredibly proactive when all this stuff started hitting you know yep. hitting I yep. think he was way ahead of where he where everybody else was which I think allowed him to be able to uh, put on all his races he had to you know kind of rearrange the schedule a little bit, but he held all of his races. And yeah, I, I think it was, he. a lot of people modeled their strategy with COVID after some of the things that he had done. I know down here with Aravipa, I know they had to cancel a bunch and they went, not a bunch, they had to cancel some and they had to go virtual with some others. But, uh, you know, I think they, they weren't out that long. They weren't out of the game that long down here either. So... Oh, no. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And That was interesting to watch kind of how all that unfolded by the time we were coming in towards, like, you know, the typical race season during the the summer months. But it was kind of like some guys just saw the barrier, you know, and slammed on the brakes and, you know, threw up the flag and shut everything down. But there was a few guys, you know, like Sherpa and and, and Jamil kind of like. Saw the saw the gaps between the the jersey blocks, you know the jersey barriers, and you know shot the gap there and were pretty successful and then the outcome there. So it was, it was it was it was interesting to see how and that, you know just businesses in general, not just running events, but you know it's kind of like skiing the trees. That you know they say don't look at the trees when you're skiing them because if you look at the tree, guess what you're gonna hit? <laughs> right, yeah, hit right. the tree you know so when you're skiing trees look in between the trees and that's that's your path you know that's that's your route <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of cool you can apply that to a lot i guess yeah well i mean i think we're, we've talked about this over the last year with just being people getting creative uh you know you're talking about it in the ultra running community but also in in every business there's been a lot of businesses that they had to you know they had to get creative i mean I've 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 done it in, you know, what my professional career, I had to get uncomfortable and do things that I never really thought I would have to do, you know, basically taking leveraging social media and and doing other things to become creative. So the business can continue to move forward. You know, there's things that I'm doing on, on LinkedIn and using that platform from a professional perspective that I've been doing on on like Facebook and Instagram, on a personal perspective, but sharing that personal story and <clears throat> sharing some of that personal journey in a professional setting, um, you know, that's something I had to do. I believe I had to do to, to differentiate myself because, you know, the way the way business is being done uh, these days is way way different than it was two years ago. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. you you have to be different. You have to be able to connect with people differently. You know, people aren't, you know, responding to emails that much or text messages. You got to, you got to reach them, you know, at least in my profession, you have to reach them in a different avenue or using a different platform and you have to be different and creative in the way you're doing it because, you know, it's not so much now as it was a year ago, but when all this stuff came down, people were just looking to survive, you know just and, and, and in some instances that's a literal that's a literal statement uh, and to yeah. this day it's still a literal a literal statement a, a literal statement but from a business perspective you know a lot of these businesses had to shift all businesses yeah. pretty much had to shift and change the way they did business some more drastically than others right yeah. so so could they could they sustain and maintain well they weren't able to necessarily maintain but could they sustain an operation through all the lockdowns and all the changes that were going on and all the stipulations that were going on. And then once businesses were able to kind of survive that first few months, okay, now, now how can we maintain where we're at? And now, okay, we've maintained, now how can we start growing again? How can we start prospering again? And, you know, you talk about how John did it. You know, I think and i think some of these businesses that were ahead of the game and more proactive than reactive those are the the businesses and organizations that were able to thrive i mean thrive yeah. considering the situation which is you know pretty awesome yeah yeah to, i mean total thinking outside of the box of like you said like for you it, it may have been getting out of your comfort zone to experiment more with with the social media outlets and the linkedin and everything you know but it's it's um it, it that's what it takes during those hard times to not just go with the the regular day in day out this is what i do this is what works for me you know it comes to a point like it did last year of like oh okay well now we totally are you know 180 and the past doesn't work anymore so what are we going to do well look at the service industry right i mean look at the restaurants and and Mm -hmm. you know i was just in vegas last week you look at the casinos and the hospitality industries right you know you talk about maintaining a level of consistency and comfortability over time right you know take vegas for example or take a restaurant for example right you know you're you're a You know, you're a restaurant and you're known for this type of food and you have this clientele and it's like clockwork over the years. People keep coming in and your business is sustainable and it's, it's, it's thriving and you're doing well. And you have something that COVID, something like COVID hits, right, where it completely changes the game. And you see, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen a lot of businesses that are no longer around. For for many, many reasons out there. And it's I mean, it's justifiable reasons. There's businesses that weren't able to survive what just happened. But then there's other organizations, there's restaurants and there's the hospitality industries who, who took a tremendous hit, right, who were able to kind of recreate themselves, change the way they did things. And now I believe there's a lot of businesses and organizations out there that are implementing and sustaining those changes moving forward. They kind of, like you said, they, they did a 180 and kind of recreating them, recreated themselves. And yeah, they still have that, that legacy business, what they were known for, but now they've created a whole way, a whole new different type of offering, if you will, uh, that's attracting new clients and new, new customers. And I think you know, we've we've talked about this when this was all going <clears throat> going down, and some of the positives that are coming to come out of this, and I think those were some of the positives where businesses were, were they had to be creative and they they kind of redefine themselves moving forward. Yeah, yep, yeah. no, exactly. I mean, it's it's adapt or die, really, right? You know, and and a lot of these instincts, it's either you you learn how to be flexible and change your ways, or you know hang up that close sign and and call it a call it a day because if you're not willing to flex then it's it's not a pretty ending there so it's it's a crazy time i think things are just gonna continue on this path here for for quite some time here but it's you know it's it's it breaks my heart though to see a lot of these businesses survive through the the full-on shutdowns and then make it out of there and now it's unfortunate i don't want to get political but it's unfortunate to see these businesses have to shut down at this point now just because they can't get uh staffing in there to provide the services that they can offer yeah you know because i'm seeing a lot of that right now too and it just it's unfortunate you know and it's just it, i think that all change in time and everything and you know people just kind of getting back out there and you know that's that's a whole other world of comfort levels of feeling all right to to get back to work and you know go out and kind of keep things on the up and up but just right now it's it's interesting to see how things evolve but it's like well day by day that's all that's all we can be doing yeah i mean it's it's definitely day by day it's really it's things are weird you know because take just an example so i was up in vegas for it was a it was a a a trade show that you know i've been going to for almost 20 years now right on and off and usually there's like roughly 1200 people and in the past the companies that i had been with we would exhibit there so they have a big exhibitor hall and we have a booth and you know we're entertaining and giving away stuff and we have that whole presence there but this year considering all the shift of all the people coming over and we're at at this new company we didn't believe not only just because we were all new there we don't we didn't necessarily think an investment in in in, in in the exhibitor hall would be um a wise thing right now not only just because it's the yeah. first year here but also because it's the first, they didn't have the conference obviously last year because of covid so we kind of backed out and i wasn't even going to go but then we we started getting some traction with developing some partnerships and we scheduled some meetings up there so i went up to, to have some meetings with some folks outside of the exhibit hall and i uh was a wednesday yeah so wednesday i went and got lunch and I kind of sat right towards the entrance of the exhibit hall. I poked my head in and it was kind of dead inside, but I was like, it was lunchtime, maybe people weren't there. So I just kind of hung out for like an hour, hour and a half and just kind of creeping on people to see who would come in and maybe I could grab somebody that I knew and talk to because I didn't have a pass to go into the exhibit hall. I was just there you're that guy yeah i was i was definitely (laughs) that guy and uh you know they would typically like i said get about two 1200 people will go to this conference there was about 200 people they said showed up you know there was people i was told that paid money to get a booth to be in the exhibit hall sunday through thursday on tuesday they were breaking down their 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 booth and leaving just because the traction the traffic was just so Uh, so limited i mean and that's yeah you know there's a lot of things that play into that i mean you got you got this delta variant that's cases are going through the roof and you know it's justified people don't want to travel i get that i understand that uh you know people you know it's and i think i I think it has a, a lot more to do with that plus there's it's a different way of doing business now is you know those types of shows, there's a lot of companies that rely on those type of events to, to find leads and develop business at, um, is our events like that going to go away just because, you know, you could do a lot more now virtual than you were able to do. Well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say we, we didn't have the capabilities uh, to do it, you know, a year or two ago, we had definitely had the capabilities to do it, but has the way of doing business transformed that much where the, the the old, you know, shaking hands and getting face to face with somebody, is that going by the wayside? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. You just look at like Vegas in general, you know, with the conventions and, you know, the, the restaurants and all that, you know, the casinos and gambling, you know, that's one thing and the entertainment that's any kind of entertainment, but you know, the, the whole convention center, that's, that's talk about shifting gears, that kind of is taking a whole new path now with the whole like virtual aspects, I think. So, you know, how much is needed to travel, you know, send a whole team to a convention to do the same thing you could be doing, you know, sitting in your boxers and a nice button down in front of your computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but is it gonna ha- is it gonna ha- have the same impact? I you know, I, I was yeah. always a firm yeah, believer. That, you know, I was always a firm believer, and you know, I want to sit across the table from somebody. I want to shake that person's hands. I want to I want to connect with them. Yeah, you know, and it's I think it's I know it's 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 much more difficult to connect with somebody via a freaking computer, right? Versus being face to face. Oh yeah, but I mean, over time are we gonna, I, I, I know we would over time, would we be able to adjust to that way of doing business? And I believe we would, you know, just because that's who we are. We, I think for the most part, you know, us culture, us as a society, we adapt to and, and grow from and figure it out, whatever the circumstances may be. I mean, we're gonna separate the wheat from the chaff, right, in some situations, but for the most part, we're gonna be able to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's uh, humans. That's how we were. That's how we've been wired. But I think we've been also wired to to be social and interact, you know, more than just a a computer screen, too. So, yeah, but the other side of that, too, we've been we've been programmed to be comfortable, you know, Yeah, yeah we've we've I mean, and we'll we, go through great lengths and pay a lot of money for that comfort. <laughs> oh yeah, air conditioned seats and heated seats and all this yep. sort of stuff that they got out Eight. there, you know. Steering wheels. Heated steering wheels, air conditioned steering wheels, yeah. Oh yeah. It's all it's all happening. Yeah, that I mean that's that's an interesting topic too because uh we, you're right. We will pay a crap ton of money to make things easy, and in, in the long run, how easy is it really becoming for us? You know. Um, yep. I, I don't know. I mean, in some instances, I don't want it to be easy because what is that doing to us? You know. Yeah. Have we? How? how well, yeah. are, the we struggle, the are we struggling struggle is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, are we are we becoming too soft? you know. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, have you seen wally I talked to a coworker today, I, I brought it up. The uh animated movie WALL-E. That's I keep on coming back just with all technology and the way everything's evolving. Uh, just that uh that movie wally e And nobody's seen it. If anybody's not seen it, go watch it because it's it's a kids movie and everything, but it's an eye opener of, you know, how technology and just things evolving and seeing where it puts the, uh, the human race (laughs) and it's kind of drastic, but I don't know. It always, all these luxury, uh, items and everything, it just keeps on like, okay, well, you don't have to work for much anymore. So where does that truly get you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I was actually having that conversation with, uh, the cab driver on the way from, the hotel to the airport in Vegas last week and we were talking about technology and, you know, I think there's a lot of good that obviously technology. we're looking, we're, we're recording a podcast on our freaking iPhones right now. I mean, we, we've, oh, been, yeah. re- we've been recording the last several episodes uh, via our computer with you being in Pennsylvania and me being here. So there's so many, there's so much value and there's a lot of positives that technology has brought to us as a society but at uh, the same argument i mean is it is it making us you know rely on those luxuries so much and and yeah and, you know is it making help, us help or hinder right is it making us softer than, than 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 is it making us too soft and is that is that what is that doing for our race and our 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 communities as we move forward yeah yep no i I I get it. You know, it's it's if you can utilize it as a tool, which it is, it is an excellent tool. Like this, like you said, this is a perfect example. But if you if you rely on it almost like a drug and are de- become dependent on it, and everything revolves around that becomes a nucleus to your to your well being and your your world, then that's when things start to become an issue so but when can you make the call and some people may not be able to make or even aware that it's an issue right now. So well, I that's... think you brought up a really good term, dependence, right? Are we dependent on it like you know, could you could you take your could you take your iPhone or your device, you know, whatever it is that you use these days and could you put it in a, a locker for a weekend? You know. Yeah. 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 That whole experiment. Yep. Could, could some, I'll tell you if I didn't have to drive anywhere that I didn't know where I was going, um, obviously calling anybody and communicating or able to answer a silly question. One of the kids asked me, um, or see what you're up to right now at that point. Like then, yeah, like, no, I don't think I could lock it in a, (laughs) locker. <laughs> well that's what I'm saying, right? You know, you yeah. Yeah. Because you take take away and here and here's here's I'm going to say this, right? And this is going to be the perfect example, right? Take away this device that we're communicating with right now with each other with, right? And for me the first thing that comes to my head is if there's an emergency, like if if Robin or the girls have to get in touch with me, or I have to get in touch with them, or my parents, or you, or something, or something was going on, I want to have that. I want to have that accessibility. Right there, there is that dependence, right? You know, you talked about being able to find your direction. Okay, listen. We would if we were in our car and we didn't have our cell phone, right? Our our handheld supercomputer, if you will. What happened to driving to the gas station and asking the, the person in the gas station, "Hey, how do I get to X, Y, and Z?" You know. Yeah. We could still do that. You know, there you we could. If there's an emergency, we could stop and pick up a phone in a in a in a in a gas station or a hotel or a store that we drive by and call. Although, how many people actually? But uh, could you? Could you? Could you? Ooh, yeah, I was gonna say, could you? Could you call? <laughs> how many people know like i could i could recite my wife's number you know phone number right? Yeah. But i yeah, don't know yeah. my i don't know my daughter's phone number i don't know yeah so yeah. you talk yeah. About yeah. The, yeah you talk about dependence right and it's you know it's the that's what we've come to to be and i'm i'm not i'm, I'm not like criticizing people here i'm not judging people i'm just saying that no you know this no, is we're on the same same is, boat right? yeah i mean i'm doing the same thing you know if 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 I could probably take my phone and lock it away for a weekend, you know, but I can tell you this, I would have to be with Robin and the girls. I yeah. have, to, I, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or no 100% that they're okay. Cause that's something that would, that would weigh on me heavily to make sure they're okay. Well, do you have a landline though? I don't. Yeah. See there, you know, that's things like that are being stripped away because there's not a dependency on that like there used to be. Well, look at so, look, at pay, look yeah. at pay phones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sent you a picture of a pay phone. Right. Driving across country. Right. You know, it's such a rarity. So, yeah, it's like who carries like a quarter and a dime – just to make a phone call right now. I think that, I don't even know. what. I don't even know if it would be. I don't even know what they would charge. Yeah. You know, you probably have to like swipe a credit card if there is one working. Well, that would be ingenious, right? Look, I mean, look at, yeah. Talk about that right now. So this is, this is probably a decade ago. All right, honey, have a good practice. Love you. Uh, Probably a decade ago. And I had this thought about, you know, it would be cool if like, vending machines and soda machines and hotels if you could just insert a credit card rather than cash right
1: yeah, or actually yeah.
0: my thought was if you could you could put your room key if you could put your room key in there at a hotel and it would just get charged to the room well now yeah put it on put it on your tab yep now you could use a credit card at, at vending machines you know talk so say, you, i'm surprised yeah so you can oh yeah I'm, I'm not the best one to ask about this but i'm yeah yeah most most places yeah i mean because that's it's convenience right it's convenience Hello yeah gotcha that was weird it it sounded like uh like uh the alien with sigourney weaver Mm -hmm. it seemed like that took you like i was concerned about you like i thought uh (laughs) i thought an alien was like in phoenix and it just like ate you whole. I'm guessing. I'm glad, maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> no, we're 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 fine. Maybe I'm guessing that all the talk about us and technology, the technology gods. Uh, they, they scrambled us. That's what it yeah. was. It was a scramble. They got a little pissy and they oh. said, "You know what? Nope. Yep. Yeah. Big brothers what Big brothers listening." <laughs> I guess, which is creepy if you think about it. I mean, yep. Shut her down. How many times have you been like talking about something and next thing you go, you go to your social media and you're scrolling through something and you have an advertisement of, you know, whatever it is that you were just talking about. Yep. No, it's been happening at, at, uh, at work a lot. There's a lot of talk about trucks and uh, tractors amongst the coworkers and, you know, there's John Deere guys and then there's a uh, Coyote, which is a whole other brand. Never even really knew much about him. Um, but the one guy is just hardcore Coyote. And guess what? Shows up on the Facebook feed now on mine. Coyote tractors, 0% um, down. That's so, creepy. It happens. Yep. I didn't even know. It, and it's spelled like K-I-O-T-I or something. Oh, I was okay. thinking it was like, it was like Wildy Coyote and it's like way off. So yeah, no, it's happening. It's alive and well for sure. That's the second reference to uh, Saturday morning cartoons on this podcast. <laughs> True That's that it pretty, is. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. All right. And, <clears throat> uh, and a kid's movie. Oh, oh, well, well, I don't think aliens was a kid's movie. No, no, Wally. <laughs> well, we were all kids watching it, right? Well, yeah, technically, sure. We were. We probably shouldn't <laughs> have been watching it. Yeah. Potato, uh, patata. So I was asking you, uh, and we, you know, well, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. We're catching up, and you guys want to listen to us catching up sometimes. So that's what we're doing. Um, yeah we did have a funny we were talking about how advantageous technology can be and we're having a lot of struggles with technology today. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're uh, flailing here. <laughs> right? Uh I, I was asking you about Cindy's birthday. I mean, she had a big week. She oh, had, yeah. You guys had the anniversary and then the, the birthday. Yeah, this this time of year right now, really uh we just cram a lot in. We had the we had the anniversary on the 19th. Cindy's birthday was on this past Sunday and then mine will be next week. So we're just like checking a bunch off the list right away. But we had a, it was a fun, fun uh, weekend here, here in Clark summit. We, we did well Saturday, Saturday night, we um, being me uh, uncle Hap and We took Tanner to Tanner's first uh, music concert um, down in Bethlehem down at uh wind creek event center but we it was cool man it was uh it was it was a pretty cool concert for his first it was uh a pink floyd cover band okay and it was called it was it's called brit floyd so these guys like did a really good job i, I think led zeppelin and pink floyd would be two of the more difficult bands to cover as a cover band like, strictly playing, like, they are, that's all they do, is, like, um, their songs, and both of those, I saw Get the Let Out, and now Brit Floyd, and both I've been thoroughly impressed with, wow. so they, uh, but, yeah, it was, like, um, very much, I've never been, I was never at a, a Pink Floyd concert in person, but after watching enough concerts and everything, kind of growing up, this thing was It was pretty cool for like a small venue and everything, but they had a like a big circular screen in the background and they did all the Pink Floyd type movies and, you know, kind of visuals to go along with the songs and um, they played a lot of older stuff. They played a lot of the the popular songs and everything in between and, you know, some light shows There's fog throughout. So, you know, the the laser light show was, was it was awesome so um did T- how would a tanner think of it tanner had a good time you know he's he's 13 but he uh he enjoyed the music and just you know live music at that age this was like <laughs> like we just got after it pretty much because there was a few songs where i think the end of comfort comfortably numb like uncle hap he's a he's a big sound guy you know, and he's very tuned in with all that. But even he said, he's like, yeah, they pretty much maxed their entire uh, sound system out with, with the end of that song. Because those guys just threw down. Um, so it was cool. But Tanner was, and Tanner was cool. He was taking little video clips and, and sending it back to Cindy, who was at home, you know, and just kind of trying to share with her and everything. So, but it, it was fun. It was, it was a good time, mainly because, Uncle Hap was the one that introduced me at a similar age to Pink Floyd, and mm-hmm. you know from there on out, you know that's been one of my top bands from you know middle school high school on, and now we're pretty much doing it with that next generation so for all three of us to go to a to a pink Floyd cover band it was it was pretty it was a pretty special pretty special evening that's cool i i actually yeah did have the opportunity to see Pink Floyd once. Did you and, see him in Philly? I did see him at uh, Veterans Stadium at the uh, Division Bell. The, what? The, the the Division Bell tour? No. No. This was probably Oh man, I was in college. This is probably 93 or 94. Yeah, you were probably so you were probably at the same show as Uncle Hap was. Yeah, I was. That was. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, the The show. The, what the the show that they would put on was freaking amazing. Uh, I oh mean, yeah, just the lights, and I was. I was drink flying I, through the air. Oh yeah, there was a big pig <laughs> that jumped out out of this. I mean, was there, it was a pig, not a real pig. It was like a, a blow up pig the thing was huge. Yeah. It was, I don't I couldn't even tell you, 20 feet high, 30 feet high it was just huge popping out of a freaking wall. And I was drinking. I was other than drinking. That was it. But I mean, we were sitting next to, I mean, I was probably 20 at the time, maybe 22, 20, 20, 20 I was in college. So I remember there was, there was people next to me that were 40 years older than me. There was people in their sixties. I was surrounded by people in the sixties. And not one of them did not have a a joint in their hand smoking. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Whoa, I always heard about these guys, but it was a, phenomenal it was probably one of the best concerts i've ever been to top five oh, that's like, right i, did, I top didn't five. i didn't know you went there oh for yeah. sure and i wasn't i was never really a huge huge Pink floyd fan i mean i liked them because we would listen to them in high school at wrestling practice and all that stuff i wasn't i mean I, I liked them but i was they weren't like a huge huge band to me i mean they were huge obviously but i didn't i didn't listen to them all the time if they were on i'd listen to them but i don't yeah. forget i forget i think i I think I want to say with like Brett and Kevin, I went to the went to that one with, and uh, I kind of I kind of went begrudgingly, I think, but yeah, I had. A, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was it was an amazing and amazing show. Oh man, that's like, yeah, that that's a big deal, and especially that towards the, at the end there to see them, and then Roger Waters did a tour the Wall, and that mm-hmm. was pretty much a close second to to an actual Pink Floyd show, but that um that would have been cool to see but yeah oh, I'm jealous now I didn't know you went to that show yeah old Vet stadium I went to I saw those guys and I saw Page and Plant not Led Zeppelin it was when Page and Plant came yeah. out I saw them back to back I saw them years. at the at, at the Spectrum yep I was probably at one of those shows cuz I that's I it yeah. that was back to back years that was there yeah yep exactly I yeah. I was at that no quarter their yep. no quarter tour. Yep. yep. And that was yeah. that was a great show. That was a great show. It was funny too, man. Talk about how much of a difference things are, right? So when we moved back to Philly the first time, so this is probably like two thousand and eight, a bunch of us went to go see Van Halen when David Lee Roth rejoined Van Halen for like a reunion tour. That's right. Uh, yep. And this was this was at I guess it was well wells Fargo arena now, and uh it was not it was not good. he was trying to hit those he was trying to hit those <laughs> notes that he used to like thirty years ago and yeah, he he was he was struggling I give the guy credit for trying to get out there but we we left that and I was like Jimmy's a huge Van Halen fan I'm like what do you think he's like that was tough. That was That was, tough. That was a hard one to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Going going in with high expectations. Well, I don't know if yeah. he had high expectations, but I think he was. eccentric thinking. thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you had, that yeah, that was so, Saturday. some can pull it off. So yeah, yeah, so that was Saturday. So we got back, and we got back late too. It was probably like one, one thirty. Oh boy. Um, and then the next day, yeah, we had um, Cindy's birthday. So um mom and the girls went out and grabbed a Cinnabon for uh for breakfasts and had those and we actually went and looked at a house that came didn't even come on the market yet it was, it was kind of a funny story we uh I got a Facebook shot like a screenshot from a co-worker right when we were headed down to the concert saying hey this I saw this on Facebook you might want to look at it you know it's a Newton then that's one of my uh areas i'm trying to look for houses so we through messaging ended up going through uh through this house before it's technically on the market it's on the market now but we almost got like this unofficial sneak peek at it and um did a walk through and you know we're kind of excited about that so that was a fun fun start to her birthday and after that I needed to um, clear her out of the house so the girls and and mom could make a a carrot cake for her for her birthday because that's her go-to. Ooh, so she got a, a a fresh carrot cake from scratch. Nice. Um, so they wanted to decorate the house and everything. So we uh, we took both of the the jeeps from over at Kevin's. We took those and just toured all the back countryside in in Newton area just to get cindy out of the house and everything so we had a little little jeep convoy going throughout the country and then uh the girls are trying out field hockey that's that's another activity on the list so we dropped them off at this uh uh sunday night practice and then just had everybody over for uh, rosario's um and cindy wanted like chicken parm and had some pastas and little bit of everything so everybody a bunch of family came over for for that kevin brought the kids and Aunt patty uncle hap so yeah it was, was cool. action packed man action packed week here <laughs> uh so how did things go with the house the house was promising we're actually going back for another look tomorrow but now that... it's on the market so who knows what's going to happen now uh, is this a three-bedroom house this uh, it's, i think it's technically considered maybe a four but one room it's an old house like early 1900s okay so it's another one of those um space and size is is kind of questionable that's our biggest that's our biggest hiccup right now is that the house itself and and fitting us and having this this storage and everything but it's on two acres gorgeous lot has a in-ground pool like a fiberglass line pool diving board like the whole nine there like gorgeous landscaping detached garage living space above it you know it's a finished kind of area above it like 900 square foot even so there's there's plenty options to be had there but then the property itself has i think there's like apple trees pears raspberries and blueberries like mm-hmm. all on the property there so we just gotta see we gotta it's just one of those things a lot it checks a lot of the boxes but to have to rework some of the house and you know kind of remodel some stuff and be in that age we gotta really weigh some things out so yeah. well, it's, but i, mean, I like it's... the location it's awesome it's promising, awesome. promising because I i asked you that because someone that I'm connected with and we might be connected to them mutually. Um, uh, they're, they're moving too. And it was a Newton, it was somebody in Newton that just put their house on the market. Um, that's why I was asking because it came up and I'm like, should I tag Brian in this? Should I not tag him in this? Because it <laughs> so it's, it's three bedrooms, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's oh, gonna be big enough. Interesting. Was it like a post saying it's going on the market next week? It's on the market. It was on the. It was like yesterday. I saw it. It was. It was already on the market. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you might have to screenshot it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking on there now to see if I could find it. It was funny once I saw this screenshot saying it's like, oh yeah, like this is going on the market next week. I'm like, oh, there's a realtor out there, like pissed off right now or not knowing what's going on and and sure enough that was the case that's funny yeah yeah so but we got in real nice people though good so yeah we'll just kind of you know everything patience we're still playing that whole patience card out and just waiting but at the same time now we're like well we got to start digging through these piles in everybody's garages and start pulling out like some warmer clothes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, the seasons are changing. The the leaves are some trees now just starting to actually show little signs of turning over. So it's, uh, it's, it's happening already. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few trees out here. I've noticed. Kind of getting like a red shade on them. So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we got the tree out front. It's blooming flowers again for like the third time this year, which is, I just I don't understand it. How does that happen? I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's so frustrating because, you know, I spent probably like, I don't know, six weeks in the spring. Like every other week I would blow off the front just because it's like snow i mean all those flowers fall and it's just a mess and it it was summertime and it was hot and there wasn't any flowers And next thing you know it was probably like two weeks ago it was probably because we got all this we got a ton of rain the last few weeks and i'm assuming maybe that's a reason why they're blooming again but I yeah, yeah a, they think it's spring I guess and it, there was like cooler temperatures but i I had it you know I did a bunch of yard work on Saturday and I come out this morning to walk the dog and there's all these flowers on the ground I'm like oh well <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's in inter- oh um well, I'm, I'm ready for some vegetation to to die off because right now I'm covered in poison ivy is that what I that was? Oh man, it's it's like all up and down my arms into my armpit area. Oh. i'm I'm on steroids right now. I got to that point where it kept on spreading. Like I was doing everything to to control it. and um, it got to the point where it kept on just spreading and not going down. So I'm on like second, third day of like a steroid. You know what's and hilarious, just... dude? <laughs> this is This is crazy. It, this is really crazy. So when I when we moved back, right, back in '07, when we moved back to Philly, uh huh, it was this time of year. Yeah, it was definitely because I was in the same situation you were Labor Day weekend. So it was like a week or so before Labor Day weekend, and I was out doing yard work in our old house back there. And uh-huh. if, if you remember, like the front, uh. Uh, the shrub beds in the front there was you know there was a bunch of bushes and trees and stuff like that and there was ivy and mixed in with the ivy was all this poison ivy so uh i had gotten like poison ivy all over me and like Uh it was it was all around me to the point like my it looked like i was wearing a belt around my waist because it was just all around my waist and i didn't know what the hell it was And it was like a week I was going, going with it. And I went to the doctor and he put me on these like high potent steroids. And I remember being at the Budwell's house and I was so uncomfortable. I wouldn't take like, I wouldn't jump in the pool because uh, I was, I was all itchy and all freaked out and gross. It's crazy that you're dealing with that. It's same type of, same type of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm officially back East Coast now because I'm covered in poison ivy. <laughs> right? Oh, it was, it, it was just brutal. Like, it's it's calming down now with that steroid, but it's I I had to do a um, I had to do what call it. Oh, I took rubbing alcohol. Oh, and I put it pour just poured it on like a paper towel. And just when it was all bubbly and everything, I just (laughs) went to town just to dry it out and just like broke it all up and everything. And just like, it it, it hurt a little bit, but uh, like, I just couldn't take it anymore. So I covered, you know, everything in rubbing alcohol and then jumped in the the hot tub just to have the chlorine to dry it out a little more. And it, so now, but it kept on spreading after that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is getting, like, really bad. So now I'm itching, like, like stabbed, kind of, like, open wounds as uh, 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 with, like, fresh poison ivy, too. So it's, like, it's just not going anywhere. Like, yeah, don't, 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 anybody that's listening, don't, don't do what he just did. <laughs> <laughs> well it's worse one guy at work he, he he would take some like almost like a scouring brush for dishes cleaning oh. dishes and then he'd go into the shop with bray cleaner and spray it down to dry it out and like that's that's a whole other level i was like i don't know how long you're gonna be on earth after you know doing that every summer but yeah, it's uh, I forgot uh, I forgot how fun poison ivy is and it's it's just under, you know, where you're moving your arms and everything and like oh mm. this is, this isn't fun. I mean, it could always be worse like certain areas but this is it's just not ideal. No, I don't I don't miss that. I was happy that I was out in the woods two or three times when we were back there and I did not get poison ivy thankfully. Yeah, that would have been a great uh souvenir. It's a souvenir to bring back. Two years ago it happened to me, man. And I was I, I I went for like I was in the woods for like an hour. And two, you know, what's two twenty-four or forty eight hours later, you know, I start getting yep. these bu- bubbles bubbles coming up. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Here it comes. You don't get that out in Arizona. No, nope, no, nope. and very little in Colorado. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's even yeah, up above treeline, like, poison ivy just doesn't doesn't enjoy it there. No, no. So, but, yeah. that could always be worse. Yeah. Well, trials and tribulations. What are you going to do? Yeah, man. All right, well, just a little catch-up today, folks. It wasn't anything uh, no. mind-blowing. Nothing too crazy, but crazy enough, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get the uh, video... Working next week. If not, we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. We'll go back to the old school ways. I am well, mad well, at that. It's definitely much easier uh, uh publishing it, doing it this way rather than on the video. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, is yeah. It, I have no idea. Yeah, it's much, well, it's good. Much quicker. It's much quicker, and there's not much uh, editing I usually have to do. Although this one, we had a little bit of a yeah that alien took over (laughs) ruined ruined everything (laughs) well that's good yeah we'll try to uh what next week maybe get something in before uh before your travels east yeah the penn state game we could do something we could probably do something tuesday wednesday thursday no maybe not thursday because we're flying out thursday night so but Maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, okay. but I'll I'll ping you I'll ping you like Monday yeah. or Tuesday, and we'll see if we can get something going. Yeah, we will figure something out. All right. Well, good luck on your. That uh, sounds good. Good luck on your travels tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm looking uh, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Oh, and uh, Ira, Ira, is that the hurricane coming through? Ida, Ida, yeah, Ida, 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 Ida. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be feeling. Uh, we're We're getting some of the Ida tomorrow, so that uh that tops out everything so should be fun i'm hoping your trip to durier doesn't get canceled uh i will get there and that'll be fine but uh my Hazelton is uh is um outside okay all All right man well i got little people at the door here all
1: (laughs) right we'll give, give our love to everybody man
0: Yep. Yeah, do the same. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in there with us. And uh, we'll catch you all later. All right. Much love. Take it easy, everybody. All right. Take care, Bye-bye. everybody. Peace out.